Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. Well, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse every single day for great savings every single day. 043398 to reach out. We're going to talk plenty more Diamond League shortly. And you gave me homework two weeks ago, Johnny Steph, which I have done. Yes, I did. Which I have done. Yes, so I did. We'll get to that before we're out of here. But we, we love superstar guests. In fact, as anyone who listens to this show knows, we only talk to people who have done something amazing or are about to do something amazing, of which you and I take a great deal of credit for. But our next guest has again stood up in the biggest, the biggest of stages and delivered, of course, the currently right now, the athletics, so the World Para Games are on. We have loved watching it. We've been getting yeah, unbelievable. We've been getting metal poisoning, to be fair, the Australian team. <laughs> and this man has added to it as well. Michael Buren joins us right now. Michael, congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know you know what I like, Michael? I like when, I, when I'm watching any, any athletics. It doesn't matter, in particular, in this case, field events. And someone stands up and just handles the moment Late stands mm-hmm, up and delivers. Mm-hmm. Now, now in some cases you're already looking at a medal and you're being able to progress a little further, or you're outside the medals and being able to get into it. But oh, I love that. It just has. It says that athlete has a clutch gene inside them, and that's exactly yeah. what you did. Yeah, no, man. Look at the, the whole the whole competition's been for me pretty frustrating from the start. I just couldn't really throw the good throw, you know. And then it was like back in Tokyo again. Like I came to the last one. And, you know, I'm walking on the runway and just looking at the coaches there. I'm like, guys, like, this is, come on, like, let, let's do this. So I just got really amped up, you know, like just angry and yeah, ripped, ripped it in. So, um, so yeah. when, when you're in that situation, what, what are you doing in between throws? Are you, are you, obviously, you, you mentioned the coaches there, but are you talking to yourself? Are you, and, you, and you mentioned Tokyo there, so in a situation you can lean on past experiences or are you just sitting there getting angry and stewing on it and then using that anger <laughs> to hurl the javelin? How does it all work in between throws in this situation? I look, in between the throws, I usually try to, you know, get the right feeling, think about the cues I use, you know, in order to obviously land the good throw. Um, not necessarily trying to get angry. Um, that, that's sort of like a backup for me for the last row. <laughs> Things go sideways, then, you know, all is left is to get angry. Um, yeah, so that, that's sort of what I do. But um, most of the time, it's trying to be focused and, you know, focusing on the technical aspects of the throw. Talking of the technical aspects, uh, Michael, I know a tiny, tiny, tiny bit about javelin. And I do know you guys actually don't mind a bit of a headwind sometimes because it helps the javelin sort of catch a bit of flight. How yeah. were the conditions at uh, uh, Chatelet Stadium? Look, conditions are absolutely fantastic because it, it was a morning session, which usually I don't particularly enjoy mornings. You know, I'm not mm. really a morning person, but um, <laughs> <laughs> be, be prepared for it. <laughs> but I'm um, on the day like it was one of the cooler days so it wasn't too hot um, I think there was a slight wind like you know rolling around um, nothing crazy so the conditions were perfect to be honest for the javelin throw um, yeah it, it was good and Michael, how is the morale of the team? I mean, like like Cam uh, started and alluded earlier in the show, is man, we have got metal poisoning. And you know what's great about our para athletes is that they step up to where you know the able body championships. We only keep, walk away most of the time with three medals. So uh, you guys make a, make the able body athletes look sensational. So how is the morale of the team, mate? And 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 sort of you know how much do you uh, get inspired by the performances of the other athletes in the team? 
I look, I think the morale is, is, is really good. Like people, you know, every time this is my second championship. So, so I'm still pretty new to it, but, um, you get, you get into the team environment, you know, people are pretty locked on on what they're doing. Um, you can, you can see that there is obviously a bit of tension. Some people get more nervous than the others. Um, so people definitely taking it seriously. Um, and it's, it's great to be in that environment because it motivates you to, you know, wait for your competition and mm. surrounded by those athletes, you know, you mm. just like, you know, you're really locked on. And do you feel you're um, dialed in now for, for Paris next year? Um, definitely. Obviously. Yeah. Because really like, you know, you get to the holding camp in Mount Pelier, then you get to go to yeah. Paris where the Olympics is going to be held, the city of the Olympics is going to be held next year. Um, does yeah. this, do you just now go into, you know, I got it dialed in. I performed well yeah. in Paris. I'm ready to go. Please, yeah. can we fast forward this so I can get to Paris so I can get this medal? Yeah. Now, look, this comp was pretty much like a huge trial. So, uh, like Paris 24, it's my, it's on my wallpaper since I think year before, you know. So I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get that. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, like as you said, the, the throws were. It, it was a, it was a, at the end it was a decent distance, but. Um, Technically, I just didn't do it well. So I know there is a lot more. And uh, there have been some issues with my patella attendance in December. So I missed on a lot of like technical things I would love to do. Mm. So um, I'm really excited because I know that if, if, you know, I'm able to do those things and I have that year still to go, you know, then then I can achieve something pretty special if it all lines up. Michael, let's get granular. I want, I want the listeners to understand what really goes on uh, for a thrower, especially a javelin thrower to your level. Uh, tell yeah. me what technical things you want to improve. Get technical with me. Let the listener know that they think you just throw the stick, you know, X amount of meters. Let them know where, what, are you, what are you trying to work on? Where do you feel you're going to find those extra meters come Paris? Yeah. So basically, like, everything comes from the legs in, in every sort of throws. Uh, if it's shot put javelin, discus, wherever it is. So you need to really focus and train to be a really good runner, to be explosive in your legs. But then also you need to be able to separate the movement. So so like doing one thing and then the upper body is just patiently waiting, basically. So so you, you're setting up the stage with your legs, you know, then sort of you land into the throws where you block really hard into the ground. I think if you go into the studies, like on the elite throwers, uh, able bodies, like the, the produce of the power into the ground, like it's anywhere in you know 900 kilos of force and and more. So so it's a ridiculous amount of pressure you produce into the ground, and then it's like a chain reaction, just transferring up into the through the body up into the arm. So um, in in the training, like when we're talking technicality, you're really trying to be able to separate those two because you work hard with your legs, and then the upper body is just hanging there waiting for the right timing. You know, and saying that like there is aspects of having the javelin in the right height, you know, having the tip of the javelin next to your head until the very last second, you know, because if you let it loose a little bit, then, you know, you're losing the right uh, trajectory. So it's it's very, very technical event. And um, that's why, like, you need to spend heaps of time just drilling, drilling, drilling drills. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the key to success, really. Just focus, not, not trying to, you know, too hard. Um, yeah, how, do you, how do you do that? How do you do that, man? I, I would have thought you'd have grabbed it. 
What do they call it? Grip it and rip it, mate. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, <done>. yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. before, you know, before yeah. when he said Michael, that he knows a tiny, tiny, tiny bit about the javelin. <laughs> he was not joking on the tiny part. <laughs> I, no, I mean, like, I love the discipline. So. Just, just I'm a bit obsessed with it. Wait, and and uh, you know what? To be as good as you are, you have to be obsessed with with anything when you when you're reaching the levels you yeah. are doing. When you talk about drill after drill, and you're working through the technical side of it, are you using? Do you have a javelin in your hand, or is it is it is it not necessarily on the runway, and you're in the gym or something else? Like, how does it how does it work with the technicalities of practice? It doesn't have to be always with the javelin, but obviously there is different aspects to it, as I said, many, many of them. So you you can do a lot of drills in the gym, like, you know, just hanging on the rubber bands and yep. stuff, uh, you know, get that feeling of pulling onto something with your arm uh, to, to stimulate basically that feeling through your body. Um, but yeah, like I like I like to do a lot of drills with the javelin because obviously that's what you do. You're throwing javelin, so you might as well do it with the javelin. Um. Yeah. So, definitely. Well, when you uh, now you're, ba- you're based in Melbourne, so essentially, and, and again, this is yeah, it's a it's a it's a novice, probably a naive question. But when when you when you're training, is there is there other people around? Clearly, you know, you've got to have a little bit of safety around when the javelin. And when you're in a major competition, there are many people around, and everyone understands that the javelin is on. But how does it work from a training? point of view like are you just out the middle yeah. just throwing and you're just hoping that one of the sprinters like johnny steph doesn't roll across how, do, how does it all work from a training logistic point of view well the, this is a never-ending fight right mm-hmm. all, all these runners always crossing the, the <laughs> yeah. track yeah, they, think, they think they own the stadium michael we know i was smart no michael cam i was smart i'd make sure i go so high to michael with an a um, um, brother we're friends right <laughs> uh, yeah cool and then i make sure he doesn't aim for me man Nah, like, look, it's it's always the thing. Like, someone decides to walk across, uh, so you have to be careful. Yep. Like, like nowadays we have some flags, you know, throws in the progress, etc. So you, you put some warnings in there, uh, but but I think still, you know, every throw you you need to look out, make sure that no one's crossing, and um, yeah, that that's sort of the the things you deal with on every training. <laughs> All right, what what's it look like? For you now. In fact, actually, before we talk Paris and the lead up, I I asked a lot of athletes this, and I'll, I'll ask you this as well because you were in Tokyo and you had to compete around that time in COVID times with no one in the stands. Compared to now, where major tournaments in particular have people there and the atmosphere and the adrenaline is so much more enhanced. How much do you enjoy it more? How much do you enjoy? It seems again like a very obvious answer, but how much do you enjoy competing with people there compared to the Olympic Games, which is amazing? but had kind of that surreal, eerie feeling surrounded around it from a spectator point of view. Look, I always say, like, it was a, obviously it was a shame that there was no spectators in Tokyo because I heard that stadium on that day was close to being sold out. So mm-hmm. that would be absolutely unbelievable experience, right? But walking into the stadium in Tokyo, like, I just saw the, the massive scale of the stadium and I just lit up. Like, I was, you know, smiling. I was like, this is fantastic. And then coming into Paris, a um, bit more bit more people, obviously, than in Tokyo, a lot more. Um, yeah, it's great. 
it's great. And I, I just can't wait for the next year in Paris because, you know, that, that's going to be full experience. Michael, so, just before may, you may, go, sorry, yeah. sorry, Cam, just before yeah. you go, Michael, I'm originally from the Czech Republic, for, the, for those that are trying to pick up where that accent is yeah. from. Um, I'm sure you've got a lot of family still back home. Uh, yeah. I know you're, you're a proud Australian. You love representing Australia. Um, are you looking forward that now that you know, Olympics is now back in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, that they'll be able to come over and watch you uh, next year and hopefully take away the gold? Unfortunately for them, it'll be for Australia. But uh, but for you, as long as it's a gold, doesn't matter. You'll be very happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, like I get full support of my family, you know, and they'll they'll understand my decision. So um, it will be great because it's it's not that far, so everyone will be able to come and watch, and um, it's gonna be really special. Yeah. You know, to have family there, you know, my wife will come as well, uh, my coach. So um really looking forward to it. Yeah. And it's it's a good motivation as well to not screw up, you know, and, and rip, rip the big one. <laughs> so, so what does it look like for you now? 12 months towards Paris. So you're back in Australia anytime soon. How does the summer look? Do you spend much or most of the time in Europe? What does it look like for you? Uh, look, now I... Still 27, I'll be still here visiting family. Yep. Um, then basically going back to Melbourne. Um, as soon as I get back, basically I go back back to work again. <laughs> and I think I'll take the first two weeks back a bit easy, start doing some rehab on my shoulder, etc. And then slowly get back into it. Because eh? I don't really want to waste any time and get back into the prep. Um, yeah. And yeah, get, get really ready for next year. Now, you two have obviously a great deal in common because you both have silver medals from the Olympic Games. Now, I've ever actually asked John Stephenson this, so I'm going to ask you first, Michael. Where is your silver medal? It's on my it's on my, uh, on my TV table. So, I... so it's like on that 21st century altar, yeah. you know. Be- beautifully done. Where, where's yours, Johnny Steph? You know, for a long time, I lost it. Yeah, this is I why I the... thought it no. could be possible. I thought I gave it to my mum because like, I've been travelling a bit, but I recently found it. It's currently in the safe. So, uh, you, Hang on. Where, uh, did you, where did you find it before you put it in the safe? Uh, my auntie had it, I think. I think my auntie had it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because no, I'm very weird, mate. And we know. This is all about Michael, so it's, don't worry about me. I'm glad he's he's got yeah. a nice little mantelpiece for him, which, which is yeah. well-deserved. I think I'm going to have a bit more respect for my silver medal. Well, but uh, but also, Michael, it's, we're, look, we're really excited, <laughs> man. We're really proud of you. And it's just it's awesome. Anytime that an athlete gets to represent Australia, I think he's magnificent. Anytime you get to stand on the podium, um, I think he's just so good, man. And I have all the belief, belief in you on between Cam and I that you'll have a great Olympics next year. I'm looking forward to watching your progress, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was great. Anytime, man. We'll talk as we head towards Paris here. And uh, enjoy a couple of beers back in the Czech Republic. Get back to Australia, <laughs> rehab, and then we'll talk soon, man. Good luck. Thank you, guys. Well, he's a superstar. Very quick break for Chemist Warehouse. It's the House of Athletics.